welcome to another episode of the clean talk today i'm going to touch upon a very burning topic which is how to retain skilled cleaners you see i've been speaking to industry experts for years now and one thing i've realized is that as soon as you train them the cleaning staff they leave or switch the organization why does this happen and how do we tackle this challenge in this episode we will discuss it all with tommy taylor director t taylor solutions sounds interesting well then let's get started now i have been speaking to industry experts for a very long time now and there is a common woe which i have come across they complain that as soon as they train their cleaning staff the cleaning staff leaves or switches the organization so we'd like to discuss this in detail and uh, to begin with you know many markets around the world even the uk and middle east are witnessing a severe shortage of cleaning staff so let us address this first why has this suddenly happened uh good morning um in my opinion it's not really just a sudden thing i think that the whole thing about shortage of staff etc has really been exaggerated by covid um in a lot of uh, countries um especially around europe and uh, and the uk what what has been found is that cleaning staff found alternative means of employment because of the shortage in other areas um in terms of delivery in terms of working in supermarkets etc and by and large what they found was is that and I've witnessed this and spoke to people but what they found was is that the pay was better because at the time of covid and around that that area so many people wanted staff they were willing to uplift their their salary which in cleaning terms wasn't that easy because once you're locked into a contract with your client um anything that you give to your cleaning staff over and above what you've already planned is going to be cut into your profits so as a rule a lot of people were leaving because they found better jobs they found jobs that gave them more hours and they were getting from probably their current employers in terms of cleaning um and the the work for them was better and it's probably in some respects it was a career prospect which in cleaning sometimes there's no career prospect and as we know um the clean industry does have a reputation of uh employing people with um you know a, a sort of lower lower than average education um which you know which in 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 our terms you know they're not really asked to do writing or anything that nature is asked to perform a duty so in my opinion the shortage it was already there i just think it's been exaggerated by covid uh, which is a bit of a shame and what we found is is that once the i know that covid is not over as a an entity in itself but once the main focus of covid waned over you know just over a year ago that staff were not coming back um because they found that the conditions hadn't really changed very much uh they were putting themselves in the front line because of terms of what they were doing in terms of cleaning you know during the covid period and after it and the job wasn't as rewarding as they may find in other industries which they found and and uh, you know it's been proven and you've seen a lot of people now who are working doing other jobs rather than cleaning because of the reward that they get from it the flexibility 
um, they get more hours, um, you know, where on, you know, someone's probably working for two or three hours a day in some cases, if it wasn't a full-time job, you know, they wanted more hours but weren't getting it. And they, if some, in some cases, again, they were able to work closer to home. So there's lots of factors that are involved in this whole shortage program. Um, but it does exist and it has existed prior to COVID and it still exists. Obviously, I think it just exaggerated a little bit more. When you look at the um, in the market in the Middle East and places like that, and where, where you're reliant on importing staff and selecting staff and importing them from uh, the Southeast Asian continent, it's a slightly different scenario. Um, what I found in, in your region at the moment is because of the flexibility of movement of staff, it has made it much more difficult for companies to hang on to their cleaning team. Um, where on before the you know before the, the movement of staff was sort of relaxed, you know somebody turned up and they had a contract for two years and they, you knew they stayed with you for two years. Now there's a flexibility of movement, and people will move between one employer to the next. So I don't think really in in essence a lot of it has changed. I just think it's been more exaggerated really because of COVID, because of the situation, because of the fact that a lot of people have left the industry and decided to do other things. Certainly that's a very interesting insight. Now uh, coming towards my next question, what can organizations do to attract skilled cleaners? Um. <laughs> for years and I, I know it may sound boring to some people the key focus for people that work within our industry in the operate on the operations level is money that is the key that is their key driver to be perfectly frank um you know the old saying goes is you don't wake up in the morning as a career choice and say i want to be a cleaner that it's not like that at all it's done through circumstance whether it's convenience in terms of time flexibility um, but nobody by and large wakes up in the morning and says, I want to be a cleaner. It doesn't happen that way. So as a consequence, what you find is, is that um, you will get staff and, and their main driver is money. They want to know how much they're going to earn. They want to earn as much as they can. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Uh, it's just a fact of life. But in the cleaning industry, that is the main driver for people who actually want to come into the industry. Going back to your question in terms of attracting skilled staff, well, that again is, um, there, there is no real definition in terms of skilled staff. Um, you know, as I said, you know, if you look at some, some parts of our sector, um, you don't need any experience, you know, you know, when was the last time a job description was produced for a clean operative when they're applying for the job? Never. Um, basically, what people want is someone who is who are capable, who are able to follow orders, um, and who are able to deliver a job on time. And that's really, really, basically, what it's all about. In terms of them being skilled, yes, they are uh, benefits to having somebody skilled. But by and large, what you will find is if they join a company, they will have to follow the company ethos, which means they would have to be retrained anyway depending what part of the cleaning sector they're working in because there's some parts of the cleaning sector where clearly you cannot just take somebody on spec they have to be trained to a higher level and if you took somebody who um, came from a commercial cleaning background i.e office etc etc and then to move them into healthcare, well although the techniques may be the same the delivery is different 
So there's always going to be an element of training. So in terms of the word skilled, it's a very, very loose term in terms of the cleaning style. But going back to the fundamental point, really, that the main attraction for cleaning staff is money. They need to know they're going to get paid well. Um, next would be terms and conditions. Um, they need to know they're going to be treated well when at work and they've got the equipment to do the job. And, you know, and, and they're by and large sometimes part of a team. Um, and, and they're the really the, the two main factors that I believe uh, drives our industry. And this is going back to the previous question. This is what um, gives us a problem because companies are not able to pay over and above what their competitors are paying. It's, it's, it's very difficult to, to, to meet that standard. Um, and it's been replicated all over uh, in terms of um, it doesn't matter how much you pay a clean operative, um, if the attraction of more money to go somewhere else, then they will always consider that. Um, and then if on the site that they're working, if there are benefits to working on that site and they're getting less money, they may consider it. It may be close to their home, uh, which is one thing they may get good benefits from the client or from their company working on a particular site. So they may stay there for a little bit less money, but there are benefits. So there are different factors, but the main factor really is um, is money, how much they're paid. And then we get into the terms conditions because as I say, by and large, cleaning is cleaning is cleaning, no matter where we go, although there's different areas and different facets that we've got. Thank you, Tommy. That was very insightful and very detailed. Uh, now, coming towards my last question, what do you think organizations like hotels, hospitals or any other facility for that matter can do to retain their existing cleaning workforce? Because it's very common that, you know, after the cleaning workforce is trained, they switch the organization. So even for the organization, it's a loss. So how do we combat that? Yeah, I think for, for the operational staff, I think that the difficulty, and this, this links into the previous question in terms of uh, how do we attract them. As I said, I think money's one, money is one of the focal points. Now, there has been a drive uh, in the Middle East and, and all over the world, really. There has been a drive to make sure and ensure that uh, cleaning operatives are trained to a level for them to be able to deliver a service safely. Uh, and to get the desired outcome. The problem with that um, is that, well, say the problem, the good thing is that they're getting trained in the first place, but the problem is the training and, and the level of their training becomes currency. So if they're able to move between contractors based on the fact that they have obtained a certificate from an organization uh, that says that they can clean well, they can do this, and they can do that, they will use that as currency. And if it means them getting a job somewhere else, then that's what they would do. The thing is, is that I think that we sometimes we look at our clean operatives and we think they're doing something wrong, but they're not doing anything wrong because this could be replicated through uh, middle management and senior management. You know, you you get educated, you 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 qualify, you get a degree. Well, you know, by and large, people want to move on because they want to use that degree as leverage to get another job. And the cleaning operative is no different whether they're trained, whether they're trained to big standard or whether they're trained by BICS or whether they're trained by the organization, there is a level of currency in the training that they deliver. Um, and then the employer will look at that. They will then, you know, look at the person uh, as a whole and 
given the shortage of cleaning staff at the moment, if someone comes to you and they are trained, well, that's a starting point. Um, and it, and if they can prove that the training that they've had is 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 the way that they deliver the service, well, that is a bonus for anybody that's taking somebody on. So. Again, it is, it is not really something that is new to our industry. I think it's exaggerated more. Uh, the industry has grown. Um, the industry has become more skilled in terms of what we look for. For for you know, in, for obvious reasons, there are still some you know road traders out there or people that will do things and try and cut corners. But by and large, most of the companies out there are acting professionally because they want to encourage and get more business the only way you're going to get more business is to show your to show your current client that you're doing the job going above and beyond and showing any new client that you're willing to take that measure and taking that measure will sometimes mean that you're actually delivering trained staff that can actually deliver the job in the way that you want to do it and it's been no different for years i mean it, I, I remember the first time um going to the middle east um one of the main criterias of working for a, a government-led organization is that people had to be big trained. So everybody went out and got big training. The problem with that is, is if you had 10 if you had 10 companies and all 10 companies train their staff to BICS level and receive BICS certificates in order to put that on their CV to say we can apply for that particular position, you're always going to get fallout because the staff will then look around, they will shop around, they will sell themselves to the highest bidder because they have you know because they've been trained because they've got a big certificate which is fine as i said it's not for me personally i like to see uh operational staff progress i like to see them get but if they if they're going to progress on the fact that they want more money i have no problem with that but there's always been this thing within our industry that training is currency um, and that that would always be the way. A cleaning operative will always, for want of a better phrase, and not derogatory wise, they would always sell themselves to the next employer because they've been trained. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just, it just happens. It's happened for years. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Clean Talk, Tommy. As for our listeners, before we say goodbye, do not forget to give us a thumbs up and spread the word. Until next time.